Join me back on the show is one championship atom weight contender. I could call you a contender now because you've had a fight. Yeah. You dominated. What's going on, B? What's up? What's up? How you doing? Not much. Good to see you. Good to talk to you. Yeah, good to talk to you. Um, Manila, your promotional debut. You know, you had your first camp outside of North America. You know, mm -hmm. you've been through so much in the past year. Did you have any anxiety when you were heading into this fight, or was it business as usual for you? Uh, I think it, it was, you know, it was a really good place I was in. Um, I don't know, you know, I think we talked about it a little bit last time, but after, you know, my dad's passing and the survivor thing and, and the loss of the world title fight I had, um, I was contemplating retirement. And then I got the call from 1FC, so one championship. So I think that... Uh, Going into the Manila fight, I was just happy to be doing what I'm doing, you know. The uh, the pressure that I used to put on myself was no longer there, so I was just comfortable enjoying the ride. Well, you look comfortable because when you went in there, you just molly that girl, you know. <laughs> and uh, it was a quick finish. It was, I think, your first professional finish, TKO finish. Yeah. How satisfying mm -hmm. was that, you know, to... Not have to go to the judges and wait for them to decide your fate. You know what the difference was? Um, I was such a prospect and I, I had fans going out of the gate as an amateur that when I turned pro, first I waited so long to turn pro because I was scared because all the pressure. Then when I turned pro, all I could think about when I was fighting was don't lose, don't lose, don't lose, don't lose. So I didn't take any risk and I wasn't having fun. If you look at my amateur record, I have a, a lot of finishes. But in my pro record, I, I wasn't finishing anyone because I was just so scared of losing and taking chances. And like I said, this 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 fight, this new me, the second act I got, I'm just fearless because I'm having fun, you know? No matter the outcome, I'm just going to go for it. So I... I'm. Uh, I think the fans will like this killer bee this time around. I like her. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think disconnecting from you know home, you know, getting out of your comfort zone, comfort zone in North America, and fighting you know all the way across the world in a new environment, is that was kind of like the missing piece for you to kind of perform the way you did? Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I just. Can I, if I could just be honest, I get distracted very easily, you know. I, I love to live life, and I've been through a lot, so I like to enjoy life. And and I realized that getting away, going to Thailand, and just focusing on training, um, and being away from home is very tough. It's lonely out here, and uh, but it forces me to get hungry. At, at the age that I'm at, as long as I fought, it reminds me to be hungry and uh it really makes your brain switch into like earning mode. You know, you really have to earn this win and uh, it's good. It's good to humble yourself and get to a place where you can get hungry again. After a fight, you go back home stateside. I know you, you love to socialize. Was it, you know, <laughs> emotional getting back there, you know, getting around family and friends again? Yeah, it's, you know, I just... They uh, one championship was so great. They asked me if I wanted to wait a day or two to go home, and I was like, nope, I'd take the first flight home. I was just excited to get home and celebrate with my people, and um, and uh, you know, just driving my car. <laughs> it's funny because I went home after Manila, and I got a new car, and then I got a fight, and then I left, and I'm like, I only drove 
of my car for like a couple of weeks. I miss my car. But uh, yeah, I just, it, it's just exciting to get home and uh, really, really see my family and friends' faces. It's kind of weird, right? After riding around on a scooter for so long and then getting in an actual car and driving around, isn't it? You know, this camp, I find the last camp, it's hilarious because I got a scooter just to get a scooter and I uh, I was fronting on Instagram with my picture saying I was really good at scooting. But I really was only scooting on the soy, which if you know the soy, it's like a quarter of a mile. I was yeah. not leaving like the big streets. I was not going anywhere for a month. This camp, well, this, this last week, I went to the mall by myself and I documented the whole damn thing because I was so proud of myself. And now I feel like a free bird. And uh, I really, I'm starting to feel like a local, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting into the groove of things. When you get off the soy on a scooter, it is kind of dangerous. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. I've been down there a few yeah. times and I've been on the scooter. It's not easy. Yeah, it's scary, right? It's like literally get in where you can fit in here. But it's interesting. Yeah, literally. Like... Well, when you were <laughs> stateside, you know, like you said, you didn't have much time out there. Did you stay active? Were you training? You know, who did you work with certain coaches while you were there? Yeah, I have my coaches at home. It's just hard to, um, I can't yet afford to bring them out here with me to camp. It's quite expensive um, training abroad. But yeah, I have my coach Navarro at home with uh, boxing, and then I have my jujitsu coach. But what I do off season is, I just stick to technique and I, I don't spar hard. I, I try to save as many brain cells as possible until fight camp. Um, but just staying in the groove of it, like um, doing jujitsu technique, boxing pad work and uh, working, you know, and uh, that's, that's pretty much it. I don't do anything too intense when I'm out of camp. I think this fight coming up, you know, in uh, KL, it is on short notice in, in many ways. Do you feel it's a short notice fight? Um, yes and no. The tough thing is at home, I would have, it wouldn't be really short notice to me because three weeks is pretty good amount of time. I usually do a six week camp, eight week camp, but the thing is traveling. Traveling is a tough thing that people don't realize live in the States. So I have to travel 22 hours to get here, get acclimated to the jet lag and everything. So that takes off a week. So definitely fighting abroad three week is definitely a short notice uh, camp but like I said man uh, I'm just happy to be here so I'm taking whatever fights one championship is giving me uh, I'm gunning for that title so whoever you want to bring me I'm just gonna yeah. do my best to take them out and get to the top they got you a fight and it's against a Burmese fighter Ozena Antiar what yeah. are your thoughts on her and you know the type of fight she will bring Man, I've watched her videos. This girl is a scrapper. But I'm friends with Ang La. Uh, and from what he tells me about his people, they are warriors. They are tough. So I am expecting a hell of a fight from her. In my opinion, I think I have, I'm well, more well-rounded and I have more skills to be able to put her away uh, to get the finish. But she definitely has the grit. So it's not going to be an easy finish for me. Um... I think that this fight, either way, the fans are going to be in for a treat. But uh, it's going to be fun for me. I need to stay focused and use my skills to get the finish. Um, but if not, I don't think the fans in Asia have seen me fight in my early years. I've scrapped it out with the best of them. So if not, this will be a fun scrap.
this event's in Malaysia. Have you been there before? I have not, but I heard it's beautiful. Have you? No, I've never been there either. I saw pictures though. It's it looks pretty dope. I mean, anywhere one championship puts on a show, it seems pretty cool. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm really excited to go to Malaysia. It's it's always exciting to see new places and learn about new people. Is there a list that you have, you know, of all the countries you would like to visit? Because one championship does go to a lot of Asian countries, especially yeah. in Southeast Asia. You could probably mark them off the list if you do have one, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we've talked before about it. I'm very excited about fighting, bringing one championship to my home country in Vietnam. So that's a huge list for me in September. That'll be exciting. Uh, I really want to eat uh, uh, sushi in Japan. I um, there's. I just want to go everywhere. I want to fight everywhere. I that's why I'm. I'm gonna take whatever one championship brings. Uh, to the table and I'm going to take that fight and I'm just going to travel all over the place. I haven't been to Europe though. So we'll see. I have my own personal dream that one championship after going to Vietnam, they will come to the States. That would be heaven for me is to have a huge one championship uh, show in the States. I think the States is ready for it. And I think, one championship would make a world of difference in the MMA community there. That's much needed. So that'd be cool. I'm I'm hearing they're making moves right now as we speak in the States, you know, and uh, I think that they do have a couple offices opening up or they might be open already. So you might yeah. get your wish sooner than later. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Exciting, exciting times. I'm just happy to be on the ride, you know? Yeah, yeah you know, get in there. It's ready to fight. You're talking exactly. to me about two weeks out, I'm ready to fight. Well, you know, you're at Tiger Muay Thai right now, or a few days ago, the the trials were going on, and did you get to catch the last day, you know, the infamous last pad session with the trainers? Did you watch that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was great. I mean, a lot of people that don't practice Muay Thai would watch it and think it's a little tough, a little brutal at times, but you know... My first Muay Thai gym, I was getting beat up day in and day out for a while. And, uh, and I took a little guilty pleasure watching uh, watching some of them earn their spot. And honestly, it's inspiring. You know, it, it really um, it's the physical representation of passion, you know, to see their heart come out of their bodies, just to see them get dropped and get up again and to see them get hit and come right back and get tired and never quit. That's that's uh, exactly what the doctor has ordered for this close to a fight camp, you know? I mean, to a fight. I got super motivated. And we got some good talent this year. When you envision this fight coming up, you know, you're two weeks out. I'm pretty sure you you're ju the juices are juicing or whatever you want to call it, right? <laughs> in your mind, you know, in your mind. I'm just glad you didn't say moist. Anything yeah, for yeah, moist. Yeah. <laughs> in your mind... You know, like, do you see a very similar fight to your first fight? Yeah, I see it. Um, I see it very similar to the first fight. I see it going to the ground, and I see my ground game being superior. Um, I think that my one of my greatest strengths is my ground and pass specifically. Um, I think that when people think of MMA, they're like, oh, there's boxing, there's Muay Thai, there's takedowns, and there's jiu-jitsu. 
But people forget a very huge aspect of MMA is ground and pound, and that in itself should be a whole other class. And uh, that's where I thrive, and that's where I love to be. Um, so I see myself being on top again with ground and pound. Um, but I'm not expecting an easy go. I've seen this girl fight, and I don't doubt that she's gotten better because uh, I've seen she's gotten better with each fight. And um, I'm just excited uh, to see her push me and what I envision is being pushed and being smart and getting the finish. All right. The last time we talked, we talked about the type of music you're into. Oh, and now yeah. this time I want to switch it up, you know, and go to the movies. You know, what were some of your main movies that you would watch over and over when you were a kid growing up? Okay. So you guys, you know that I uh, came from Vietnam. I got, I got to the States in, 95. Two things that I found in this rental home that we had, first home we ever had. One was, this is how I learned English. So this will explain why I was so dramatic when I was young. The, I found an album. It was Tony Braxton, Heartbreak Hotel. Okay. okay. <laughs> At like seven years old, I'd memorized that whole album. But the movie that I found was Curly Sue. So I watched Curly Sue over and over and over again that was like my childhood because we only had one movie we couldn't really afford movies uh when we first got to the states and uh, everybody makes fun of me because i've never seen like lion king and all the classics my go-to was curly sue do you know that movie i have no idea what that is but i'm gonna have to look <laughs> it up yes yeah, it's, it's a movie called curly sue so besides curly sue i watched like the most horrible romantic comedies ever like the cheesiest ones. All right, well, July 12th, one Masters mm -hmm. of Destiny, KL, Malaysia. Thank you, B, for your time, and uh, good luck on your future. Thanks. It's always great talking to you. Thanks for taking the time.